I might just use it for an intro. But Dude. I decided we were talking last night in the text messages about how, like you said, another controversial thing, and you're like, you know what, Pastor Jim says controversial things too. <laughs> I think the difference between the two of you is I'm that, right. No, I think it's that. <laughs> to another episode of the morning after uh pastor josh here with you as always pastor carl how you doing this morning i'm great yeah got bulletproof coffee yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i've got a lot of really fun questions to ask you today Let's so i'm excited it, about the podcast and uh pastor jim how are yes, you doing this morning I, I too am artificially stimulated thanks for asking <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's awesome i actually got up this morning and i uh, i walked here from my house so it was oh, a nice. good little seven mile hike so you guys are artificially simulated and i'm uh naturally i woke <laughs> yeah, up to the sun yeah. and walked here i'm so. naturally <laughs> and i'm tired now too yeah. so. <laughs> uh, so for those of you that don't know pastor carl spoke yesterday we're continuing our series god's plan before we get to that um i don't think a lot of people know what you you so pastor jim you're obviously the senior pastor here at the church but you have another job as well within yes. the district yes and you were on district kind of duty yesterday um, yeah, do you it's just not just a job, explain, it is a duty. Yeah, yeah do you want to yeah. explain just what it is that you do for the district? Yeah, I, I don't know if that many people yeah, know. About six what, months what ago, do. I was appointed as the church planning director for the Michigan district. So anybody mm-hmm. that wants to plant or anyone who has recently planted a church in the state of Michigan, uh, they're, I'm, I'm a part of their team. I'm, I'm there to encourage them and to uh, help them along to get them through the process of planting. And once they're planted, it's funny. You say, here's the big day. It's a launch day. It's like, we're, we're done. We planted a church. It's like, you're not. It's right. saying, we're done. We had a baby. Like, you're not. <laughs> there, there's a lot yes. going on here. All so, too real. <laughs> yeah, so yesterday I was with Ryan Nisley and uh, Grace Church in Flat Rock. And the church has been around for about 10 months. They're at the Flat Rock Community Center. Uh, services are at 10 o'clock if anybody's in the Flat Rock area. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I got to really enjoy a, a church is 10 months old, running about 150 people in August, which yeah. is phenomenal. Awesome. And uh, well-led, um, just, yeah, just a great ethos, great culture. Church planting, it's funny, more people get saved in a church plant than they do in a, an existing long-term church because church plants are asking the right questions. How do we reach people? How do we right. mobilize our leadership? They, right. Growth is not something they hope to do. It's what they have to do. Yeah, that's And good. so, man, it's great to be around these, you know, right. 35-year-old, you know, just vertical wall member studs that are that are just, you know, taking it. And, yeah. Uh, uh, wonderful, wonderful time. I, I, I was tired just from sitting around being a father, but, <laughs> but uh, it was good. Right. I don't want to spend the whole podcast talking about this, but just um, can you maybe talk about a little bit about the difficulties of planning a church today, yeah. maybe as opposed to 20, 30 I th- years I think, ago? Yeah. The, the biggest difficulty is, you know, back in the day, there was a lot of people that were raised in church, but they had, a, they had an, uh, an experience with God. Like they knew God somewhere. They were born again when they were seven at VBS or right. Sunday school or grandma pray with them, whatever. But here we are 20, 30 years later, and uh, that, that generation kind of is gone. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? We've been focusing on the size of the church rather than the depth of the church for, for mm-hmm. a long time. And one of the things we're seeing is that when you focus on the size of the church, everybody went to church and had a meaningless experience. When you focus on the depth of the church, if they went to church, they had an experience that was deep. Right. So back 20 years ago, you plan a church, you say, hey, if you want to get your life right with God, well, by and large, the reason a person came to church was to get right with God. Mm-hmm. Now they come because they have questions. They have no experience to draw from. They have no yeah. traditions that they were handed down to them. So right. it takes about nine months to begin just to begin to have a, a trusting conversation about your faith if, if you haven't done something extraordinarily stupid in nine months. You know what right. I mean? So 
Um, that's the biggest difference. You could hang out a shingle, say we got a new church and 10 excited people. It could be 100 excited people. It could be, you know, yeah. 500 excited people in a matter of just three or four years. Today, the length that it takes to get an established church right. going. And I think the other thing is that we, we really value elephants and we devalue rabbits. Elephants are huge monstrous you know two years of a gestation period for an elephant to even be born and then you know i think it's like seven years before they can reproduce everybody wants saddleback everybody wants yeah. willow creek everybody yeah. wants the big church so they, they plant big they want big they think big but I, the problem with big is it happens very rarely and the right. beauty of small i mean you can you can have ten thousand rabbits three years from now by just having two. Sure. <laughs> I mean, they'll all be bow and pigeon-toed because they're all from the same genetic <laughs> material. But, yeah. but a healthy church should reproduce. So if we valued the depth and the width of, of the leadership, the uh -huh. base, the disciples, we'd end up with a lot more smaller congregations and a lot fewer large congregations. So mm -hmm. they, they want, you know, in order to plant a church, they tell you you need $200,000 to plant a church. <laughs> this this guy did it for $40,000 and, right. and is paying off any debt that was incurred during that process. And it's... Uh -huh. So they're they're thinking deeper, not not taller. And what's funny is, as they're thinking deeper, they're getting taller. Which is, make disciples who make disciples. It's going to grow, but if you say draw crowds, well, loads and fish will draw crowds, but yeah, doesn't mean they're saved. You know, yeah. right? That's funny. I like knowing some of the stories of the bigger churches that so many people admire. Yeah. I know a bunch of them that started in people's living rooms. Yes, you yeah. know, and that's yeah. that's kind of the. You know, and you know, no disrespect to how people want to launch stuff now, but it's just funny to hear about what people tend to want to emulate started in John Smith's garage, you know, sure. as opposed to sure. you know how they're starting now. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, you can start a church by two families getting together and talking about Jesus once a week, yeah, mm -hmm. and, and caring about each other, and right. then finding two other families. That, right. that don't know Jesus. And one of the things we forget is that when Jesus called his disciples, none of them were saved. Yeah. So, so discipleship <laughs> doesn't begin after salvation. It, it's cultivating relationships as long as it takes. In yep. Peter's case, three years before right. he said, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's well, a long that's, time. You see that a lot in youth ministry right now. Yep. You're developing relationships with kids that know nothing about God. Yeah. But you're getting that relationship and then eventually six months a year and you start having these deeper conversations with them it, but you, you spend a year trying to get to know them before really any of that ministry can happen yeah, yeah. Um, jesus is never going to look at somebody and say well done good and successful servant yeah it's right. it's really is it's, it's quality and fidelity are, are clearly measured by right. god did you show up yeah. and do your best and and did you do it faithfully if mm -hmm. you do then everything's a success right. if we looked at missions and said well how many churches did you plant oh you've been there for five years and and outer Mongolia and you only have three converts, well, that you're a failure. Well, no, you showed up every day in outer Mongolia with your family. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's been three converts. That's the seeds of a church. Right. That's... Three, three people's destinies were changed. Yeah. yeah. Of... I mean, Hudson Taylor was yeah. a failure, one of the greatest you know, missionaries. There's 100 million believers in China today. And what the first person to go inland from Hong Kong was Hudson Taylor. And, and today, the China Inland Missions you know, they, they can look at 100 million believers that came out of, this guy maybe had 30 converts in his life. Victor Plymire yeah. in Tibet, zero converts. Right. But there's a church in Tibet today because of his efforts yeah. of just getting it established. So that's fidelity, quality and fidelity, that's what God's measuring, not, not yeah. numerical success. There's no such thing as numerical right. success. Okay, cool. Well, a quick transition, a little story time with Josh before we move on to the Once next thing. Once upon a time. Um, you, you mentioned rabbits over elephants. Yeah. I think it's Argentina right now. They have... Uh, really bad inflation. So yeah. 
there's an article that I was reading, and this woman is standing in a grocery store, and she's holding a melon. She said, this melon cost the same that my house cost 20 years ago just because yeah. of how bad inflation Whoa. is. They're having a hard time being able to feed people. Yeah. They have the resources. They just can't afford to buy anything. So the country – actually, I think it's Chile uh, or Ch- Chile, however you say Chile. it. Um, the the government had this idea that to feed our people, we're going uh, to buy a, a bunch of rabbits yeah. and we're going to breed them and then – they can eat them and use them as food. Yeah. So they've just been handing out rabbits to people for free. Yeah. Well, people, instead of eating them, have been deciding that they're going to be their pets and have been feeding <laughs> feeding them. So the the problem, the solution to the problem did not work at all. No one wants to eat them. They just want to hold them. And so now the government next to solve the problem is going to hand out rocks, the, the main <laughs> Fluffy and, and right. Pedro. So the people are and, still starving, and now they're taking care of rabbits on top of yeah, that because they don't want to eat the and, rabbits. And honestly, that's one of the reasons when we help people in third world countries that are hungry, we give them goats because you can milk them. Yeah. And, and you can pet them. You right. Know, and you can eat them for the wedding. You can, you can butcher yeah. them. And they make a lot more goats and they can eat garbage. So sure. there's... They are, they're true. a much better choice. I've seen yeah. many a goat eat garbage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they don't taste like garbage, which is yeah. nice. You right. Yeah. All right. Well, that was just my quick little story. A little interesting <laughs> piece there. Uh, Pastor Carl, how did you think yesterday's service? I had fun. It yeah. was cool. I know you were you feeling know? a little bit under the weather I whenever was. we started. I, I was, was getting worried that I was going to have to come out and preach or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, have a sermon ready. I was, I was just going to lay on the on the stage and say, let's just let's just continue worship prostrate <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. before the Lord. <laughs> we had a brand new drummer yesterday. He probably would have been terrified yeah. if it's, we're going to play three new songs that we haven't practiced. And <laughs> yeah. No, I, I thought it was great. I had a, a fun time. You know, I, I love teaching about morality because I just do. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, the Holy Spirit is still a relatively new concept to me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm, I'm still studying, still seeing how, and I, I what I kind of, you know, I, while I would say that I think the charismatic movement is the closest thing to correct and powerful that, you know, we have today, I, I don't come from it. Yeah. So I'm not really attached to, I think some of the traditions of it, you know? So I, I'd like to think that while I do fit in it, I don't, I bring a interesting and I think you bring a fresh perspective. perspective. Yeah. Yeah, You know, so I, just because I, some of this stuff is like, well, this is the way it is. Why? Why? That right. doesn't. And so some of the things that I think I traditionally hear with gifts, you know, I, I question. You yeah. Know, so. Right. I just, I you know, and I, I think letting everybody know that that's the case is okay. Yeah. You know? I think one of the best things that you said yesterday that I, I got from it personally was um, talking about the fruit of the spirit. Here's the gifts, but the gifts are supposed to be edifying to the body this is what the fruit of those gifts should look like. Yeah. And if you're not seeing that fruit, are you really using those gifts that God has given you the way sure. that you're supposed to? Sure. Um, I know that you weren't there yesterday, Pastor Jim, but I know that you did listen to the yeah. sermon. Yeah, um, this just, morning. just yeah. a couple of quick thoughts. He's before. always watching. Yes. <laughs> just, a, just a couple of quick <laughs> no, thoughts before we get into the, the deep I, I nitty gritty. The, the saying the fruit of the spirit. It's funny. You can, and we we learn in Matthew chapter seven. You know, many will say to me the day, Lord, Lord, didn't we? operate in these gifts we prophesy we cast out demons yeah. etc it's, it's interesting they say lord lord did we not walk in patience and kindness and love towards right. our neighbors right. certain things yeah. can either be manufactured or like in the seven sons of skiva the name of jesus can be used with authority by someone who's not saved 
Right. Um, you know what I mean? The name of Jesus is the name of Jesus being used in faith. Being used in faith to cast out demons is what he was, what those kids were doing. Mm-hmm. But but they weren't using the name of Jesus for salvation. So right. the name of Jesus has the power. It's, it's a bullet heading at whatever it's going to, you know, whatever right. it's supposed to hit. Mm-hmm. But, and again, this one demon figures it out and goes, wait a minute, you don't know Jesus. <laughs> <You know? laughs> he, he beats them bloody and naked. And all these seven kids that thought they were all that in a bag of chips end up yeah. going home, you know, yeah, bruised right. and bloody and naked in a culture that didn't like naked. So <laughs> not that any culture, you know, that I'm aware of locally yeah, uh-huh. likes it, but it's, right. you know. So, yeah, I thought, I I thought the fruit, you can, <laughs> a lot of things you can fake. Patience ain't one of them. I sure. know when, you have, when you've lost your patience. Yeah, Kindness. No, right. I've seen you in the drive-thru. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think too that fruit has two purposes, right? One is it tells you the identity of the tree. There's apples. No one has to guess from the leaf or the stalk or the branch. You know what it is. Mm-hmm. That's that's an apple tree. The other thing is fruit is for people that pass by the tree. Yeah, it's not for the tree. It reproduces itself. So I right. think having that as a focal point, you know, the fruit of the spirit being love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, etc. When that is there, that is the greatest advertisement for the yeah. reality of Jesus. Absolutely, even more so. I mean, I, and I did this years ago, and it made somebody mad. But I said, you know, like, we're going to play a game called suspected respected i'm gonna give you two names number one benny hinn who was a, a, a miracle working evangelist was on tv quite yep. a bit 20 years not ago Indian. yeah you know and <laughs> not India. and then mother Teresa. you know and i said which one which one is respected which one is suspected yeah and and clearly mother Teresa was and said why why is that suspect because you can't fake living amongst the poor of calcutta for a lifetime you sure. can't fake Winning a Nobel Prize, and instead of the million dollars they normally spend on the banquet, she said, could we please just take it to buy rice for my people? And they canceled the banquet and fed and fed her people. Like that, you can't fake that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So right. which one's respected, which one's suspected? Miracles without the, the gifts of the Spirit, outside of the fruit of the Spirit, is highly suspect, and rightly so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Um, all right, well, let's just get to the main topic. We kind of were texting about it, talking about it a little bit. But uh, Pastor Carl, yesterday during first service and a little bit second service but more so first service you said um that i don't want to i don't want to misquote you so stop me if i say something wrong but you said that you believe that the the gifts of the spirit are for everyone but not everyone gets all gets all of them sure yes yeah so Maybe elaborate on that a little bit yeah. more. So I think, uh, you know, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, towards the end there, you know, the the thought process, you know, is are all, not all are, or are all apostles, are that, you know, like yeah. that kind of, yep. that line of questioning where, uh, you know, do all prophesy, do all, you know, heal, do all, you know, not all teach, do they, right. you know, that kind of thing. And you know the the while the negative that i said isn't in those questions the negative answer is implied with the sure. greek there right and so there's the the answer the the answer to each of those questions is no mm-hmm. and you look at this whole chapter where basically the thought behind it is Every person in the body is a part of the body. Yeah. You know, a, a ear can't be a mouth. A mouth isn't, you know, a hand. A hand isn't an elbow. An elbow right. isn't a foot. Right. And so for you and I to operate in the place that we have, you know, I think it's perfectly clear and perfectly okay that there are certain people that can do certain things and certain people that can't do other things. Now, do mm-hmm. I... I, God, can I have this gift? Knock yourself out. Sure. You know, like, 
or, or even we talked about before, you know, heading to uh, record with this, you know, um, corporately together coming over and praying someone and having that happen. Yeah. You know, the whole where where two or three are gathered, Jesus is there. Right. You know what I mean? So, you know, that kind of stuff withstanding, I'm perfectly fine with not having whatever gift I'm not supposed to have and having whatever gift I am supposed to have, sure. you know, and that's just a, the part of the body that I am. Yeah. And I think some people might see that as limited or limiting. Mm-hmm. You know, I want whatever God has for me. Yeah. And if I, if I never personally as Carl alone, lay my hands on someone, pray for them and then be healed. I'm, okay with that you know what yeah. i mean like if that's not what god has for me if it's my complete and total lack of faith and god wants to operate <laughs> that's yeah. different right. you know what i mean right. <laughs> but, yeah but there's been many times where i've laid my hands on someone and had that mindset of like man the glory that god would get through the healing of this person you know like this mm-hmm. person that is like what about to die or or doctors have right. said whatever and it's like man these doctors would come to know Jesus if they went like you know what i mean so i, yeah. I maybe it's just not just not me i don't know you know yeah. what i mean like but right. I, what i do know is through all of that i i don't think that everybody operates in every gift that's really the the point of it sure. can they yeah, sure. i mean if god wants but yeah yeah Pastor Jim, your thoughts? Yeah, well, <clears throat> it's funny, healing being brought up. If we were talking about prophecy or, or tongues or word of knowledge. Sure. Uh, the, the, the one thing that's a little bit different about healing is that it, it is in the blood of Jesus. Isaiah 53, 5, we have wounded for our transgressions or outward mm-hmm. acts of sin or our, you know, uh, that we've committed, are omitted by outward shed blood, wounded for our iniquities, inward bruising of our, of our you know, Jesus' body. Right. Uh, cleanses from the inward tendency to continue to sin. Uh, chastised for our peace, peace is in the blood, and by his stripes we're healed. So there, there, it is in the blood. So every believer has the right to access salvation, uh, deliverance, you know, uh, a, a deliverance from oppression, and have peace and, and healing of their body, soul, and spirit. So it's a little bit different, but I, I think just complimenting what you're saying and not at all contradicting it sure. is, man, I, I know that if the doctor said to me something I didn't want to hear and I needed a miracle— I, I can envision in my mind who I'd ask to pray for me yeah. right. because I do believe that right. they have this greater, this greater gift. Right. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. If I needed teaching, if I needed counsel, if I needed wisdom, I'd, I'd go to you. I'd go to uh, to others. Right. Pastor Pat, you know, right. who's memorized the Bible and was there when most of it was written. Yeah, way, you know, <laughs> I you know I talked because there's a wisdom, there's a teaching, there's an he, he knows it, but he has a he has the ability to get me to know it too. Sure. That's what I teach. A teacher doesn't know stuff. Yeah. A teacher can get you to know stuff. Right. Right. He can show it to you until you get it. Do you, do you think some of that is just working that muscle and like kind of. No, knowing as I, far I as think that it can be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it can be. Because I, I, you know, if I'm working out my own salvation with fear and trembling, that, that's a muscle of faith that's sure. getting big. So again, I'm right. saved. But then I realize this about myself. As layers are being peeled off, I'm realizing what God's really doing by saving me. So I'm not saying he hasn't saved me or I've got to work to be saved. But but understanding how deep and how wide the love of Christ is and how powerful the blood of Jesus is, is an ongoing work in my life. Yeah. And I think the same thing is true with, with deliverance, with 
all the other things that are in the blood. So healing, certainly. And I think that if we were, what, what I'm a little concerned about is someone goes, well, if Pastor Carl doesn't have to get to healing, and I've never seen anybody healed either, I'm never going to ask again because it's not my gift. Right. Oh, it, it, yeah, no, yeah. that's it's not, not what that I it's mean. Not, right, yeah, right. <laughs> right. But it's I can see how somebody would think sure, that from where sure, we said sure. yesterday. Yeah. It, it may not be the gift that you flow in most commonly in the body, which is the context of 1 Corinthians 12, is in the body. Is everybody speaking tongues? Not at the same time. He corrects that in chapter 14, says right. somebody walks in, sees everybody speaking in tongues, they'll just think you're nuts. You know what I mean? Yeah. But everybody has access to the blood. And so, again, if I if someone said, hey, you're you're really sick, I, I know who I would call. Now that Sister Edna's passed away, she's with Jesus, mm-hmm. that was the phone number. Like, I could tell you her phone number right, still. That's right. how many times I called it over yeah. the decades that that woman prayed for me. Right, yeah. right. And, and she prayed for me. It wasn't like, I'll pray for you, sweetheart. She's like, she would just start praying. And I would just close my eyes and start receiving. You know, and today there are people that just seem to have this in with God. But you, it's funny, you watch them. They are exercising that muscle. And I don't know that they're seeing... 10%, 20%, 70% of the people they're praying for healed. But I know 100% of the time they come across issues. These are the people that are waiting at Panera Bread for someone to park in the handicapped parking spot so they can pray for them. Like you've identified right. yourself with a physical need. <laughs> right. You know, you parked in the handicapped right. parking spot, you know. <laughs> right. So, And that's I think that's wonderful. But again, that's your gift. Just like you have a teaching gift. You know, for you to go, well, I have a teaching gift, but I, I don't want to. Like, no, sure. develop it. Sure. Work it. You know, use sure. it. Learn from mistakes. Get better at it. And then teach other people how to work with their gifts. I think healing falls in that same category. Right. We have access to the truth of God through the gift of healing. We have access through the healing of God through the blood of Jesus. We have access. You know, so let's let's not limit ourselves in what we're trusting God for, what muscles we're exercising. Right. But, but I think the point that you're making is that, man, I, if I were sick, I know who I'd ask. Yeah. I and know that's, who you know, I, I'll never stop. Let me make sure that everybody's clear on that. I'll never stop praying for healing for sure. anyone or laying hands. You know, and it's funny. You talk about there. I think there are those people that that is their immediate first thought. You know, like I, we're, you know, I'm, I'm, it's two in the morning, Tanzania team, you know, getting ready to take them. You know, my shoulder, I've had bursitis in my shoulder for about a month and a half, two months now. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of trying to stretch it out, whatever. Denise Hunt comes over and is just like, what's the matter? Yeah, right, right. My, my shoulder hurts. You know, I'm taking Advil. She's like, oh, no, you need to take Jesus. You know? <laughs> well, and honestly, the first person yeah. I thought of with the doctor something wrong. Yeah, the Hunts. Rich and yeah absolutely. Amen. And so she yeah, just right there lays hands yeah. on me, prays for healing. You know, that. Right. And so that, you're the reason they missed the flight. Then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. You know, but that doesn't have the gift of administration. Right. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, and that's, that's well. the, you know, I, I think there are some people that that's their first, that's their passion. Yeah. It's their, the thing that they are, you know, whether it's teaching or administration or whatever, I think sometimes for believers, those things get mixed up within, oh, that's their personality, or that's the gifting that the Holy Spirit has given that person to operate in. Mm -hmm. And so it's not like, uh, you know, running or shot put. I'm not good (laughs) at that, so I'm not going to attempt it. Yeah. You know, for, for me, I'll never stop you know, as it comes to my mind, I will admit it's not always the first thing that I think about. Yeah. But when somebody is sitting there, you know, and they're in pain, I'm going to yeah. lay hands on them, even though that's never happened. So that, yeah, that's not what I was attempting to communicate at all. Right. You know, the point being, do I think I have access to all of that stuff? Sure. Mm-hmm. Am I okay if some of it never happens? Absolutely. You know, I, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to, Oh, God, why did I not, you know, whatever. I just, you know, there are things that I think he's gifted me in that I know of and Uh maybe some things that I don't. 
and I'm going to pursue what I pursue and yeah, that's good. what I get, I get. And, and valuing I don't, I don't, that, valuing, you know. valuing that in the body. I, I was teaching a pastor seminar years ago and a guy said, I've got this outreach down in the cast corridor and I, I stand around the burn barrel and I hand out sandwiches and I love the guys. And then people started saying, Hey, you, you do that. You've been doing that for like a year. Can I come with you? Well, they came down and they started sharing the gospel with guys. Then another guy started joining and he's like, Hey man, we need to get that storefront over there, that vacant building. And we need to fix mm-hmm. it up. We need to, we need to network. We need to have a dozen of these, not, not one of these. And someone else came in and said, man, you know, they're the evangelist guys getting them saved and we've got the storefront and you're loving them with the sandwiches, but they're, they're not disciple. We need to teach these people. He said, yeah. now everybody's mad yeah. at everybody. What, like it's falling apart. What do I do? And I said, you need to recognize that the guy that wants everybody saved has an evangelistic gifting, maybe in an office of, of evangelism. You right. know what yeah. I mean? You're a pastor. You want to feed them and love them and hug them and pray for them and know their names. And the apostolic guy wants to network this and make a franchise of homeless, you know, burn <laughs> barrels all over the city, you know? And, yeah. and, uh, and the teacher is, is aghast that you're not teaching them the Bible. You're just praying with them and prophesying to them. And so everybody, we have to be careful because what was happening is they were falling apart because everybody had what they thought was a different vision. Right. And it wasn't a different vision. It yeah, wasn't even yeah. dive vision. Yes. It was let's preach. Like you get them saved and I'll teach them and you get that storefront right. and you you feed them sandwiches and love on them and know their names. And together, we're going to actually care for the whole man and the right. whole body. Right. And this has a place That's to go. Good. But it was yeah. falling apart because they didn't appreciate that Jesus isn't one thing. He yeah. can't be expressed through one yeah. person fully. So we all have different pieces to express who yeah. he is. And that's that's why the the first part of that chapter is so important because I think the Holy Spirit through Paul sets the tone for, listen, you're all different, but all the source of all of this is God. The source of all of this is Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all one spirit, it's all one God, it's all one whatever. And to value not just your role in the body, but to value the role that others play yeah. in the body. And yeah. I, right. I think for me, you know, having built at this point a couple of leadership teams, I value people that have different personalities and different skill sets and sure. different giftings than me because we cast a wider net. Yeah. You're always going to cast a wide I can surround myself with people like myself and we'll have a blast. Uh-huh. Or I can surround myself with multiple types of people and will actually be effective. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like there's you can't you can't build a football team ex- with all exactly, offensive linemen. Exactly. And so that's and- that's the the powerful thing about that is Jesus, you know, the Holy Spirit centers all of these different giftings and different yeah. whatever, you know, different powers and different the force, I don't know, you know. <laughs> All in one thing, and that's him. Yeah. It all flows from me. Yeah. It's different. You're different. You're different. You're different. You're different. Funny though, Josh, that point me. you just made. Like athletics gets this. Yep. Business gets this. We know we need accountants, and we need salespeople, and we right. need people that, that right. build this stuff in the factory. It's yeah. It's funny how the church is really, yeah, I, you know, from the beginning has really struggled with this because that looks glamorous. I'm not going to be under that guy. You yeah. Know? I'm 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 treated with special modesty. I'm hidden in in yeah. my giftings, and they're very public, and it's not fair. And right. so he's had to say from the very beginning, it's it's not a team that has a quarterback and and those other guys. You right. know what I mean? It's sure. a, it's a body, right. and anything that doesn't function in this body makes the whole body handicapped. Yep. And yeah. I, I wonder, are we closing up anytime soon? Yeah. That'd got... be a great question. Like I wonder, <laughs> I wonder how the Freedom Center is handicapped. You know what I mean? As <laughs> as an expression of Jesus in our community sure. by what sure. we're overvaluing or undervaluing. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Interesting yeah. thought. I'd be curious if people do people comment on this? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. maybe maybe put in there and just first of all tell Pastor Carl you thought he was wrong Sunday, but second of all, no kidding. Now I wonder I wonder what we're missing. And don't don't make again don't make. Well, I've wondered. I've waited for this question. We need more yeah. of it. Like stop, 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 stop. <laughs> right. You should be passionate about your gift, but you shouldn't be a turd in my punch bowl yeah. because you're you're so passionate about yeah, it. Right. You know? Well, and can I bring up? I mean, even you know, I hope this is okay to say, but even in the. Uh, the conversation I remember us having in the kitchen when you guys, you and Dina came back from that conference Mm -hmm. and having that, like one of the, or the greatest, uh, you know, detriment that a lot of these leaders are seeing in the church today is just a lack of biblical knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what spurred this summer long series. You know what I mean? So I think you kind of saw Okay, where where are we lacking in some areas, and then attacked it? You yeah. know what I mean? Like I, I think that's incredibly yeah. wise. Let me wrap know. it up this next Sunday. Yes. yes. So give me a quick ninety seconds. Oh, we're geez. we're ending our summer series. Yeah. God's plan. Yeah. yeah tell us next about week. Revelation yeah, in, in ninety yeah. seconds. Just, what, <laughs> just just a little preview of. Can what I have we can Pastor Jason introduce me week. so I'll be over time before yeah. I start talking? <laughs> He's going to be coming back from Tanzania still, so he won't be here. Yeah. Yeah, it's we're going to really just go after the major questions. For me to teach the book of Revelation and and you know forget sure. it, but Smart. but you know when is Jesus coming back? We're going to talk about that. I know exact. I can get, I know the exact answer to that <laughs> the Bible specific could. question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what the mark of the beast? We're going to talk about what six six says probably oh, it's means. Apple Pay, right? Fixed yeah, ID. no, <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's shocking. And we'll get into that. The we'll get into uh, yeah the major the major questions. You know, is this a figment? Is this a form? Is this literal? Are we expecting locusts? You know, with with a face like grasshoppers and a sting comes out of his tail, or is that a UH one helicopter with nerve agent? Like right. we're, we're going to talk about that stuff, end time stuff. Um, hopefully, make it a little less scary in some places, and a, and yeah. a heck of a lot more scary in other places. Because <laughs> and and not the not the places you might think. So right. so I'm, be sure to be, come to church this Sunday. It's going to yeah. be awesome. Yeah, bring I, your seatbelt. I think more. Lots of people have questions about this. Yeah, yeah, and I'm one of them. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Let's, let's not set expectations too high. Yeah, so yeah. I think what we might do next week is after service, we'll put something up on social media saying, "Hey, if you have any further questions for us to discuss on the podcast, yeah, that'll give us a better. Oh, that'd be fun. We, we might yeah. do like some quick Just, rapid fire next week. Yeah, make sure you give them to me before. Questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, don't, don't, there's no fun you. in that. Right. <laughs> let's play stump the pastor. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You yeah. know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That'd be my answer for about 95% of the questions in Revelation. Well, and it's funny, that, that is what we're going to talk Jesus. about. When you look backwards at prophecy, you go, why didn't, why didn't the Pharisees see Jesus? Sure. I don't understand. Yeah. But if you're standing in their shoes and you've you've looked for a certain pattern that you thought you yeah. saw in Scripture, yep. he doesn't fit it. So they're looking at the fulfillment of over 300 prophetic messianic Scriptures saying, you're the devil. Like, that's how far we can miss it. Right. So let's not be yeah. cocky and arrogant and say, I know this, I know that. Let's yeah. look at the dots. That's a really Trust good that point. God will connect those dots and form the picture of his choosing. He knows what they are but these are clues and these are warnings and these yeah. are promises that we were supposed to be well aware of right so all right well uh like always um please like and comment on this i know that pastor did ask for a couple of different questions uh, when i put the podcast up i'll be sure to put those questions on there but like and comment on it uh, if you don't have a church to go to uh, we would love to have you 9 and eleven thirty every sunday at freedom center in fenton michigan We're closing up our series, God's Plan, this week. It's going to be awesome. Uh, Guys, thanks for your time, and we will talk to you again next week. Right on.